Hello, the internet, and welcome to Season 181, Episode 1 of Your Daily Zeitgeist, yeah! a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive to America's shared consciousness. It's Monday, May 24th, 2021. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. If you're on Daily Zeitgeist, you gotta get with these trends. (laughs) Chugi lasts forever, the hot takes never end. That is courtesy of at Abstrusal, the official dickhead. Uh, and I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. Every day we learn what stress is, Miles Gray. The world, the world, the world. Talking about the world, the world. Thank you for that Pretty. one. That you know what I mean. It's true. The world is stressful, but the fact that we can jump on these mics and talk that shit that y'all can listen and laugh and shit, mm-hmm. it makes it better. But thank you at Waffle House. Makes it worse for me, but uh, yeah, definitely better for you guys. <laughs> uh, well, Miles, we are thrilled. <laughs> <Definitely> worse for you. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, your fingernails. I've honestly, I would cut them, Jack. Your fingernails looking wild long. <laughs> Let me see those. <laughs> no, they're chewed off. Those are Guinness. Those are Guinness. They're those tiny. The I have tiny nail beds, and uh, I always keep them tight because uh, my anxiety. I always notice oh. that when I'm on vacation is the only time that my nails get like long because I stop, stop chewing them off. With my skin tan and my nails long, looking like I'm on vacation. (laughs) (laughs) We are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by the brilliant and talented comedian, Sarah Jones. Hello, guys. What's up? Hey, I've been been meaning to ask you, what the fuck, what's been going down since they tried to do Nyancat as an NFT? Yeah. I can't talk about that, dude. Uh Oh. What do you mean? Like, legally? Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. That's what I like to hear. That was the answer I was hoping for. We can't Damn, talk the about mood that. Do we even have to changed. <laughs> the kiss uh, the kiss to the thumbs down? Uh yeah. can we do we even do we have to cut us even asking you out? Or are you No, no. Okay. That's fine. You just can't. Okay. We'll yeah. leave it there. All right. All I got right. I got no news right now. Okay. We'll leave it there. That's the end of the podcast, guys. There it is. Well, thanks so much. Where can people find (laughs) it? Yeah, no problem. Uh, I'm on Instagram. (laughs) What's new, though? You know, uh, lawyer stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, Uh (laughs) I love to talk to my lawyer. I'm uh, I'm chilling. uh, No more Dodger. Uh, I was working at the Dodger Stadium vaccination site. It's gone now. Right. Today is, I believe, the final day. RIP, Dodger Stadium vaccination site run by... Core headed by Sean Penn. Thank you, Sean yeah. Penn, for being my boss. <laughs> what was it like? What was he good as a boss? Pretty chill. Uh, he sent us a really long email like the second day that I worked there, and everybody ignored it. And that's when I knew it was a good place to work. Yeah. <laughs> How many times did it mention El Chapo? Uh, <laughs> when we, I was, we, yeah, <laughs> when I was with Chapo, constantly, constantly. <laughs> Whoa, what? <laughs> For real though, he I did see him walking around and he would have like a pack of American spirits sticking out of his pocket. I was like, this guy keeps it real. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he wants you to know it. Him he and does. Kid Rock. And I saw it and I knew it. Unforgivable that Kid Rock video. Uh unfortunately. <laughs> oh, where they come to that meeting <laughs> where of they the come minds. Together. Yeah. Was that like 
It was like Rogan 2016? Was that like in the lead up to the election or mm-hmm. right after the inauguration? I thought it was 2012. Oh, yeah. They, so he, it was, they presaged this. Good for them. <laughs> they knew that America yeah. was bad. They knew nine that years we'd ago. be able to come together just over some drinks in Malibu. Uh, <laughs> who, who knew that a uh, couple multi multimillionaires could come together? Uh, it's, it's truly a wonderful thing. It's very inspiring for all of us. Yeah. yeah. Or anyone seeking to make branded content. Yes. Uh, Well, Sarge, and we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to tell our listeners a couple of the things we're talking about. This is the biggest news in my life uh, that I've had revealed to me. There are uh, five different McDonald's eggs. One is by far better. I'm going to be able to put this into action immediately. Wait, like versions of how they have an egg? Yeah. Yeah, okay. exactly. No, Miles, there's five different hens that lay the yes, McDonald's this eggs, is what I mean. and each one lays a different kind of egg, and these are the ur hens, yeah. and they live in so Alabama. So what's the difference between the They hens? live in Alabama, and they just lay them directly into pneumatic tubes, and they just yep. go shoot out all to the different... Uh, <laughs> five birds. Yeah, <laughs> one of them the is, is baby, baby hen, sporty mm-hmm. hen, sugar hen, ginger hen, yes. and yes. scary and hen. McMuffin hen. And McMuffin you, hen, yeah. Did you just get called one Syria? No, sporty, oh, scary, scary, scary oh, and Syria, Not Syrian. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I was yeah. just uh, no, just generally Syria. Syrian. That's the other one. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna talk about just where things are in the U.S. around uh, around commentary around Israel and Palestine. And I thought we were going for eggs. I thought we were gonna do another egg, th- thing. an egg episode. Well, you know, I thought you were getting the things in the commentary around. I was like, eggs, 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 uh, no, we'll but... talk about. <laughs> that was beautiful. No, that was really good. Cut this all out, Justin. <laughs> never, this all. Never, Justin. We're gonna talk about uh, how people are treating being vaccinated on in online dating sites. We'll talk about the main event is, of course, that there's another Quincy Jones interview. Yes. We'll talk about Law and Order SVU possibly saving. A little girl, and we'll talk about Gwyneth Paltrow's exploding vagina candles uh, trademark. Uh, all of that, plenty more. But first, Sarjun, we like to ask our guests, what is something from your search history that is revealing about who you are? Um, I uh, am, as usual, Googling rich people who own land in California. And so I was uh, reading a little bit about Arabella Huntington, one of the former richest women in California. Uh, along with my other favorite former richest woman in California, Sarah Winchester, owner and designer of Winchester Mystery House. I mean, mm. these women, they had no jobs and they had all their dead husband's money. So, you know, they made enormous houses with stairs that go to nowhere. Or if you're Arabella, you just like collect art and jewelry and insist on a huge garden that then becomes a, a public thing after you die. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of. I, I love the Huntington Gardens. Nice. Yeah, it's really cool. I'm like, thank you, wealthy person, for allowing yeah. this place to be a a park. I gotta pay thirty bucks to get into, but it is, yeah, it is really nice to go. Mm-hmm. It kind of it works out. 
Well, it's so nice to go there. And then you realize that this whole thing was once just like one rich family's home. Yeah. And, their uh, yard. It feels, feels good. It feels good that you're there. feels like right. you're trespassing, even though you paid $30. Yeah. You're like, wait. This whole Asia section with the Chinese pavilion and Japanese tea. This is some motherfucker's backyard from 70 yep. years ago. You're like, There's like hundreds of people on the grounds and everybody is so far apart. Everybody's taking yeah. pictures. And it's like, wow, this really used to be like one rich lady's yard. Right. What did the where'd the Huntington dough come from? What do you mean the Huntington? The Huntingtons? Like, yeah. Like what's their what, the families? Did, yeah. Where'd the wealth come from? Uh, railroads, railroads, oh, and right, okay. uh, Collis Collis Huntington was a uh, one of those guys who came over. Was like, wow, there's a lot of money to be made uh, laying rail and blowing up mountains, and uh, I'm about to make it. So yeah, wow. he was a railroad guy. Simpler times. Uh, yeah, yeah. Now we got to go viral on TikTok that was, with a cool dance know. or something. Just Cancel be- culture ruined everything. <laughs> uh, you used to be able to just go go to a a place that wasn't a state yet and just chip away at all of their rocks and find the shiny bits and take them and leave. Yeah. And be like, who are these Who are these other people that are here? I don't know. Ignore them. Yeah. Just kind of force them out with weapons or something. Yeah, it doesn't oh, matter. Cool. But, uh, you know, now now what do we get, Miles? Mr. Potato Head is gone? Yeah. Right. Truly, it direct used to be line, a better time. Direct line. Direct line. <laughs> direct line. <laughs> Wait, Slippery so slope. Were Vanderbilt also the railroad people? Like, was everybody railroad? Was railroad just the... Like basically the social media platform of the day. Yes, uh, shipping and railroads was also yeah. Vanderbilt, the original, the the first rich Vanderbilt was a shipping and railroad guy. And Hearst, yeah, all those. Hearst was newspaper publishing. Yeah, Hearst didn't really make much money in railroads. I thought that was just one of the things. I thought it was like the, you know, the media arm. He was smart. Yeah, maybe so overwhelming because he's got a castle. People got. Yeah. Have you been to Huntington Gardens, though, Jack? Is that different from... Pasadena? Yeah, yeah, I have been there uh, for the light show. No. During the winter? Parking lot rave I told you to meet me at. There's like a a mausoleum and a library, and there's like a lot of Huntington things. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I'm now looking up George Hurst. American (laughs) businessman and miner. Oh! But I think he was... William Randolph Hearst. No, yeah, uh, his his dad was a miner. His dad was a, a gold guy. Yeah, yeah. He was um, born it's all, in a it's log all cabin. Earth, it's all earth fucking, no matter right. what. For <laughs> yeah, these people. yeah. Like, exactly. At a certain point, it's just like, yeah, I fucked the earth, and I, whether I blew mountains mm-hmm. up or took a bunch of minerals and shit, that's what I was into. Yeah. Is Descanso Gardens different? It yeah. is. It's another different that's garden. In, like La Cunata, Flint Ridge. Area. No, also no, no. That's that's also in Pasadena. Yeah, not te- yeah. is it technically? Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh shit, because I you know it's it's like in that very odd border section mm-hmm. of uh, the county. Mm-hmm. No, it says it's La Cunata Flint Ridge. They call it. It's, is it? It's, yeah. Descanso is very nice, but it's a lot smaller than the Huntington. Yeah, it, it feels like okay. if that's like if the you know Huntingtons were on welfare, they would have yeah. made Descanso Gardens. Mm-hmm. So I've been to the broke ass version of the Huntington. Uh, yeah, I've been yes, to the yes, cheap yes, Huntington. Yes. yes, yes. Yeah. Kroger brand hunt- Huntington Gardens. <laughs> Kirkland Signature Huntington Gardens. <laughs> That's right. What is uh, something you think is overrated? I have been uh, I have been watching Grey's Anatomy for the first time. It's not overrated. That's not mm. what I'm saying. Okay. Do not jump on me, men. It's <laughs> men. good. Yeah. Uh, no, it's Home very good. Marshawn Grey's Anatomy's favorite uh, number one 
fan base. Men. Number one enemy. Although they men. would be the ones who would be like, oh, what are you talking about? Name name three storylines. <laughs> name three storylines. You're a fan lines. of Grey's Anatomy? Name three guys that died. Right. So I'm, on, I'm now on season five of Grey's Anatomy. If anybody is there, please don't spoil it for me. But my favorite character just joined the army and that's overrated, you guys. <laughs> that's it. Joining that's all army. that's going on in my life. My favorite character on Grey's Anatomy joined the army. I have nothing like, else going on. And what you were just like, look at this boot-licking motherfucker. (laughs) Just like under your breath, sucking your teeth. I'm like, it's, what year is it when this came? It was like 2008. I mean, what a time to have your character join the army and do all these episodes where you're like, it's good to join the army. Remember, it was like 2007. War for oil. What the hell did, what was the point of this? Is a character a doctor joining the army? Yeah, he's joining the army to be a doctor in the army. Isn't that like a 2010. Because no. he was so com- because he was so compelled to be but patriotic it was like, oh, that he wanted to offer his services yeah, so to like, the military, or he's like in season five. There's a new character who's like, I was a trauma surgeon in the military, and then everybody in my platoon died, and they sent me back. So now I work in Seattle, and then he makes it sound good or something. Or there's there they have to do a oh. crossover with the guy who plays Matt Saracen on um, uh, Friday Night Lights. They have a lot of Friday Night Lights actors show up on Grey's Anatomy, which is interesting. It's like a little. It's like a, it's sort of like the old Hollywood studio thing where they would just be like, you're my actor. I put you in every show. Right, right, you know? right. So they just have like Coach Taylor shows up to special guest on Grey's Anatomy at some point. It's awesome. There's it's even really like an good. audience track that's like, woo! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's cheerleaders sometimes in the OR. It's, it's weird. Did somebody say full hearts? <laughs> no, I really have heart failure. I have full heart. Uh, no, sorry. I'm, yeah, my, my I'm having heart failure. <laughs> yes, please. Uh, my heart is full. Of my heart, it's liquid. full of plaque. Yeah, yes. full of plaque. Uh, can't can't pump. So <laughs> can't pump. Full heart can't pump. Can't pump. Sorry. <laughs> Clear eyes. Full hearts can't pump. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Cool skin because uh, I'm dying. Yes. It's it's. It's upsetting to me. I don't know if I don't know if he's really gonna go, or maybe yeah. they'll bring him back. But you know what? It's overrated, dude. I don't like. I don't like when characters on TV. I'm, they're doctors. They're supposed to be doctors in America. You know. Sure. Do you see but what I, I mean? So, Does anybody yeah, yeah, else yeah. feel betrayed? I feel it's, betrayed. It's very 2010, though. That it was it's very like, 2010. Yeah, that that was seen as like the cool thing because like it was early Obama. People were like, you know, the we did it. Things are good, you know. He's gonna we bring did every- it. We did it, guys. Two years, America. two years into a huge recession, we were like, yeah. "Let's send more doctors, yeah, around I, the world." I feel like it was like American, like mainstream American culture was a bunch of like West Wing fans who were just yes. like, "Yes, <sighs> love that West Wing hate is becoming mainstream now." Yeah, <laughs> but so. That was how they wrote them off the show. They were just like, I don't know. I haven't gotten joined the army. This, this <laughs> That's kind of the I think so. It feels like old school. Uh, I yeah, yeah, yeah. literally ship them out. Sorry, guys. Yeah. I'm uh, shipping off. <laughs> I'm gonna go uh, be a coffee farmer in Indonesia. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I would write you what? off this show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Miles left the show. He had to go farm coffee in Indonesia. Indonesia. He's out. Yeah, he's yeah. out. Sorry, guys. <laughs> you know, that was always his dream. That was yeah. always his we dream. We established that early on. That and it guys, was don't read the dream. stuff on Twitter where he's saying there's some kind of contract dispute. That has nothing to do with it. <laughs> the character Miles from this show loved to grow coffee, and that's where he went. That's right. I don't know. Uh, I guess his, his Instagram shows he's still in L.A., and he's ranting. I don't know. But in our <laughs> hearts, he's in Indonesia. In our hearts, 
in my story, in my fanfic, <laughs> Miles is in Indonesia right now. Mm. What is something you think is underrated? Uh, I think it's underrated, and it, this is, again, Grey's Anatomy related, and that is all you will be getting from me today is Grey's Good. Anatomy content. So I hope you like it. It is underrated that I, I really like that men have to be hot now. Um, that's nice that that standard has now been applied to all genders. It's just that everybody has to be hot because it used to be that if you were watching a movie and they introduced a guy, you couldn't tell if he was supposed to be hot until you heard the music <laughs> cue yeah. or saw the main character's reaction. Because a lot of the time they would present you with like a really average looking guy. Right. Not an ugly guy. Yeah, just a regular just looking guy. Uncle. Yeah. yeah. But, you, but then the characters would be like, oh, he's fine or whatever, <laughs> yeah. you know, and you'd have to see that to know because they were just like, yeah, we can't find any hot guys. We just right. don't know where to find them. Or the, white, now, or the white guy who, like, the white cis heterosexual guy who, like, was directing the movie just, like, didn't give a shit. I was like, that guy's yeah. probably hot, right? Like, yeah, yeah, this like, guy's fine. Or yeah, the director's like, looks the like, guy me, can't be like, hotter than me because I want to yeah. think <laughs> right. I can fuck these people in my mind. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, also, like, where would we be without this move? Someone lowering their glasses to be like, yeah, we'd be nowhere. Excuse him. Miles just had some letter. sunglasses. Just pulled pulled some shades from the. I've ether. got all kinds of props, you know, yeah. around here. <laughs> we can we can we can do a terrible improv scene. If Mustaches. You like. Wait, now Love he it. has giant scissors. What are you doing with those giant <laughs> oh, scissors? <laughs> cut it out, Jack. <laughs> I felt like on Sex in the City, though, too, that's when I would always see, like, normcore-ass dudes, and they're like, oh, fuck. And I'm like, wow, yes. he's a suit Big. and he's a lawyer? Like, what yeah. the fuck are y'all talking Ooh. about? Yeah, it was... But it took the reaction weird. for me it's to weird. say, like, oh, that's what's hot? And then For you to understand what's supposed you know, to be hot. Actually, now that you say that, I think about the confusion that overcame me as, like, a pubescent boy being, like, this is what they're feeling? Like, right. th this is what's hot? I'm like, oh, yep. I'm in trouble then. Because I'm yep. not, I don't look like some fucking little league coach. Well, sometimes <laughs> I would see that and I would be like, am I hot? Because <laughs> I'm hotter than that guy, you know? Right. Yeah. I don't think I'm hot, but like, if that's the standard, but there was a completely different standard for girls and guys. And now sure. because Absolutely. of, you know, now we have YouTube beauty tutorials Nobody has an excuse to not know what to put on their face. How to alter Nobody your has face an excuse. with paints. Yeah, how to alter your face with paints, how to moisturize your skin, how to dress. All this information yeah. is on the internet now. And uh, it's also thanks to a lot of people working very hard. There's more people of color on TV. So you don't just have to go with the best looking white guy. Now right. you can go with the best looking any race guy, which really widens your field to the yeah. hottest of the hot. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Reggae Jean from uh, fucking what's the, uh, Bridgerton. Bridgerton. <sighs> yeah. I remember getting a fight with Her Majesty. I was like, yo, like, you think I could be I could be in a show like him? And she's like, hell no. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> thank you Woo! for keeping it 100, though. I get it. He's beautiful. Anna is yelling in the chat to be hornier when we talk about him. <laughs> oh, yeah, I that, am horny. That is, this is, is the most yeah. specific uh, note we've ever gotten from Anna. <laughs> Actually, be hornier. Anna be is hornier. all she's consistent with this one. She's like, if we're talking reggae, John, get the horniness up. Right. Hold on, I'm uh, I'm going to my Zoom recorder and turning well, up the horny dial. It is difficult to identify with when you're talking about him and just not 
not being horny. Look, you're either going to get horny or you're going to get down on yourself. I, I right. turned off my sploosh mic so you can't hear <laughs> Yeah, yeah. What's going on? That's right. <laughs> the sploosh mic that we do usually ask that uh, all guests have a sploosh mic. Yeah. You know, just it's a lob. Whole... It's a lob. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just a lob. Clip. <laughs> it's a lab lob. It's a no, lob yeah. clip yeah. to my leg. It's actually one of those and, uh, uh, like Omni mics that they use in NFL games on the sidelines. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. Focused <laughs> sound. No matter it's what. It's just a, a mic I shove up there. And, uh, <laughs> it's channel two, but uh, I turned it down. All right, I turned it way down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For all my production people out there. <laughs> all right. Let's take a quick break and we will be right back. And we're back. And I, also, I just want to say that, like, as bad as it was in the 90s and early aughts, go back and watch commercials from, like, the 70s of the sorts of dudes who would appear. Because it was just, like, dad core, like, mustaches. And, yeah. like, it was so dominated by, like, just dads. Like, dad Well, going to the to gym was dudes. really niche. You right. know, dad yeah. bod was the only bod. Right. It was it. Or it's like default. Like I have like a physical job and I'm not eating as much processed food. So my body looks different by virtue of like work culture and what the foods that are available. Because right. there are times like I look at like my dad or my uncles. I'm like, damn, we all were like fucking fit and shit. Like what the fuck was going on? Like we just if we were poor and we didn't, we made our own food and like we worked like physical shit. Like we moved shit around. I don't know. We were doing shit. Made our own food. Is it? That's the whole thing. It's not. Made our own food and lifted bricks. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We did labor and ate. (laughs) We weren't eating a bunch of chips all day. I'm like, okay, don't leave my chips alone. Yeah. (laughs) We weren't sitting in front of a fucking mic all day, running our mouths, miles. Yeah. Talking about non-fuckable Tolkien's or whatever you were talking about. (laughs) Talking about terpenes and zeitgeists. (laughs) All right, let's talk real quick. uh, Just something to kind of send you off on your day uh, as you're listening to this. If you're driving by Mickey D's, you get that breakfast sandwich. First pay their workers more. Yeah, first demand they pay their workers uh, a little bit. Don't cross the picket line if there is one. But, so the takeout was pointing out that Apparently, there are five different types of eggs that McDonald's serve uh, with their breakfast sandwiches. And the easy, quick version is just ask for a round egg. If you're getting a breakfast sandwich, that's the one that's like a freshly cracked egg poured into the round egg stencil or whatever ring. Yeah. Yeah. And the other versions are like the square egg that's folded like a pamphlet. Nope. The There's also scrambled eggs, but those all come in liquid form. They arrive at the McDonald's in liquid form. So the only way to get a freshly cracked egg poured into an egg stencil is from at, is by asking for the round egg. At first, I was shocked by this news, but I realized my mouth had already guided me to the proper decision because I've I've I love the breakfast. Look, I've, oh, fuck, I love the breakfast. OK, it's a coveted item for me, but always whether it was the deluxe breakfast, those scrambled eggs just weren't didn't feel right. The, right. That folded sheet scrambled thing. Nah, McMuffy is where I'm at. Yeah, so McMuffins naturally have these. I think the sausage sausage uh, McMuffins have these as well. 
the scrambled egg though comes with like a lot of the bread. Like it comes with the uh, biscuit breakfast sandwiches. It comes with the uh, McGriddles. Yeah. So, yeah. What is this? A damn McDonald's commercial? Yeah. Jack? Let's talk about Israel and Palestine, Jack. Okay, guys. All right. Make me feel like an asshole for <laughs> giving people. Stop trying some... to avoid talking about Israel and Palestine, Jack. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, anything else? What do you guys think of Burger King? Have you tried Burger King's breakfast sandwich? Like, I'm oh just my saying. God, this whole <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah. So I feel like this time the conversation around Israel and Palestine has been noteworthy for comparatively how willing people are to openly criticize Israel in the mainstream media. But there's, I feel like the pushback began towards the end of last week. The AP just fired a young uh, reporter after a couple weeks for being an active member of the pro-Palestinian group's Jewish Voice for Peace and Students for Justice in Palestine uh, at Stanford University. A right-wing group, Stanford College Republicans, started a complaint campaign against her. Those and are my had her favorite fired. guys. Yeah, Stanford, Stanford Republicans. Stanford Republicans, I mean, yeah. Look. Earthfucker 2.0. Yeah. Stanford himself, Earthfucker. Yeah. CNN had a Pakistani diplomat on and got his thoughts on the situation, and he was, like, throwing out all sorts of anti-Semitic tropes. There was a protest and counter-protest in Times Square that ended in violence and it was covered as uh, anti-Semitic hate crime. So I don't know. It's it's starting to, I think, turn just how, how the mainstream media is covering it. And it is, I mean, yeah, there's obviously anti-Semitism in, in the country. It's just frustrating that it gets conflated, conflated with criticism of an apartheid state and war crimes. Like yeah. the those are unrelated things. And I, I, it seemed like we were starting the conversation at a place that recognized that. And now more and more that is being lost or kind of fogged over a little bit. I think it's becoming in a way more nuanced. I like that. I like that there's, I mean, I don't think that this backlash is a good thing. You know, I don't like that there have been hate crimes, like an uptick in anti-Semitic hate crimes. But it does seem like people are starting to understand on a on a like on a very broad general scale that Zionism and Judaism are different and that one is a political ideology and one is a religion and that that is one of the big issues here. And kind of where all of the violence is coming in is people who still conflate Zionism with Judaism and think Jews are bad. Right. Right. Yeah. It's even wild, too, because you think in February, right, Facebook was getting in a lot of heat because they were trying to put Zionism as like a term that would be interpreted as as hate speech. Like in terms of to take away critiques of Zionism, um, where people would talk about, you know, have a critical take on Zionism and like, oh, this has been flagged. And it's like, wait, hold on. And you see just well, sort of how sometimes people use Zionist as a code word for Jew. Right. Of absolutely. Course. When they're being anti-Semitic, which is not helpful. <laughs> right. No, yeah. I think this is this That's is a- it's the same thing that even happens in any sort of debate that begins over oppression and racial inequality or racism that the hegemonic class or the oppressive class or group 
can find ways to begin distorting it to actually, like we're seeing now, conflate things like, yeah, because it's it's absolutely abhorrent to, ha- to for this to turn into attacks against just Jewish people off the strength. You're like, what is I'm so what? No, like if we're, we're trying to advocate for the people of Palestine who are, you know, being colonized and killed and we want we no longer want our government to have a hand in this and maybe pump the brakes on sending all these checks over, because as we understand it, too. Uh, the ceasefire seemed like it may have been conditioned on some things like, don't worry, we're going to get some money over to y'all in a second. Right. Just can you agree to this ceasefire? Right. Um, because Republicans have been pushing more like they're like, we need to get this money over there. We need to get this. It's all. But yes, to your point, it is becoming more nuanced. And even like the fact that even on when Netanyahu went on CBS, that anchor John Dickerson straight up was like, oh, hold up. Are you just like bombing them because you failed to form a government like four times and you're uh, facing a corruption trial is this maybe why you're doing this this seems like a pattern with you bb mm. and that was like i was like oh shit really wow corporate uh media like that gonna ask a pointed question like that so i think yeah there is this whether it's people who felt that it was just like with anti-black racism in this country was like a thing it's like well if you started talking about it you would be looked at as like a disturbance in a company that wasn't really interested in racial justice and now mm-hmm. I'm sure for journalists who have been, who have traveled, who have seen things with their own eyes, they're like, I feel like I have to be actually be able to talk about this like this. Well, it's I think one thing that's important in this story is that it's it's not just that she's a journalist, which is probably which is like really huge. But I think some of the most passionate activism that I have seen for Palestine has been on behalf of American Jews like this reporter who. Yeah have family in Israel, have been to Israel, have seen Israel, have sometimes experienced Palestine and Gaza and the West Bank, but some of them have only had sheltered experiences that they know, and some of them have supported Palestine because they have seen it, again, with their own eyes. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I think is is really upsetting to see, you know, to have your community uh, turn against you because you're speaking out about something that you think is right. And mm-hmm. it's really, really hard for American Jews who have been raised with a lot of, you know, propaganda given to them about what Israel is and what it represents for them. And, you know, and to to see a genocide happening and to speak out against it, even though it means that your community might call you a traitor is I can't imagine how hard that is. Mm-hmm. And it just makes me so upset to see people who do this getting backlash from Stanford Republicans. Right. <laughs> For a take as simple as like, I, I'm looking at this. This looks like the worst kind of oppression I've seen. Uh, I've been with- taught my whole life to understand what the beginning of a genocide looks like. And I'm seeing it. Right. Yes. Right. Right. They got they also pulled out an old tweet where she described Sheldon Adelson as a naked mole rat looking billionaire, which is where's the lie. Yeah, that is the most objectively true thing that I've ever <laughs> heard in my life. Like, that just means she's a good journalist. He's more Java, yeah. you know, if I'm going to split hairs, but right. Yeah. Either way, any that... Sheldon Adelson slander is completely justified and fine. Anti-Semitism yeah. is real, but he's the worst. Yes. <laughs> All right, let's talk about uh, where we're at with the vaccination nation. Mm-hmm. We're having to get creative to encourage people to get out here and uh, get some vaccine in their arm. 
we got these we got to squeeze these margins out man we got to get these numbers <laughs> across the line because you know shit stalled out right. because i don't know people are still fucking worried about getting a shot that could spread that stop the spread of a virus that's currently destroying india um but you know don't worry because you want to live through the prism of whatever's happening right in front of you that makes the other shit fake or whatever um but i just Miles, it say- makes my arm hurt okay mm-hmm. it hurt oh, it hurt my arm or it, yeah they're like but but, the but it modifies your rna i'm like do you know what, can okay break that down for me right now mm-hmm. i but okay let's move on oh they um, will though they'll break it down for you in just <laughs> like the most yeah watch some tiktoks Miles. terms yeah exactly. like in a way that even a doctor would just be like i what what the fuck are you if even you start saying? off being like okay like, look rfk jr now i know what you're gonna say <laughs> Right. I, I really want to say, though, I saw a lady on TikTok who is anti-vax and she uses the hashtag my DNA is sovereign. And it's yes. like, bitch, your DNA is literally changed by things that happen to you. It is mm-hmm. not sovereign. And that you are not in probably charge changed of your it. DNA. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be real. <laughs> but no, I, I don't want to read a study like that. That would then broaden my understanding of even the t- narrow version of the take I'm going after. However, I do want to say this uh, because of this, because of the vaccine thing stalling out. And some people are inconvenient. Some people are just straight up anti-vax, whatever, or ignorant, too, because I've actually realized there's a staggering amount of people who simply have not given it any thought. Right. So I have other friends who are treating it like it's like like PS6 is about to come out. They're like, <laughs> oh, well, you know, I don't want that. And then the new one, you know, like I want the latest <laughs> one. I'm <laughs> like, yo, let's be real. I want vaccine 2.7. Yeah, okay. Right. You're like, after the firmware update. Uh, uh fine. <laughs> anyway. You're going to wait in line for it like some sheeple. <laughs> Just wait until all the craze dies down, and then you can go to the Apple store and get it. Just like Yeah, then you can get normal. a bunch of them, and then you can resell them. You just get <laughs> right. like eight in your arm, and then you go and you, t- you take it out with a syringe when you get home boom, and boom, resell boom. it on eBay. Yeah, so make my arm look like a hedgehog. I just want <laughs> to all help of them. this though to help people because a lot of again people are ignorant. Some people just don't know. Some people have even given it thought. A lot of the dating apps are now offering perks yes. for, the, for users on there to have like. I'm vaxxed badges. You know what I mean? Like we could kiss raw, no mask. <laughs> And help people just kind of realize that this whole thing isn't some gigantic, you know, like risk you're taking. Yeah. Uh, the vaccine, not online dating, because that, that shit is a fucking <laughs> right. nightmare. Yeah. But so you have Tinder, Hinge, Match, OkCupid, okay BLK, Chispa, Plenty of Fish, Bumble, the list goes on. Special bennies, uh. vaccination badges. Tinder is allowing vaccinated people to get free premium content, like a super like. Oh, shit. It also adds people to have like a getting vaxxed or vaccine save live stickers to their profiles. Same thing. Okay, Cupid will help. Like it'll they'll boost your profile if you if you're vaccinated. Now I don't know how the fuck they're verifying that. You could just Photoshop something for all I know. But on top of that, right? They found on Okay Cupid they say according to our research, people who are vaccinated or plan to get vaccinated receive 14 percent more matches than people who don't plan to get vaccinated. That sounds like a straight up lie, but I like the energy. Why do, you, why do you think that's better, a lie? I don't, I mean, it just feels like such a, like a hard carrot on a stick. I'm not saying it is or isn't, but it's a very good compelling where you're saying like, hey man, people that get vaccinated, fuck more. Yeah. I'd be like, okay. Okay, yeah, yeah. okay Cupid has always been 
unapologetically just like digging into the data that they find out being like oh you guys are racist uh <laughs> like just openly like telling people yeah shit about okay cupid is like oh yeah we matched you guys because you're both kind of racist right and <laughs> it exactly works. yeah 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 in a way maybe the people who don't get vaccinated will have better matches right because you know that's, what i mean that's a very specific that's like vibe. how are you not yeah. going to have something in common with someone who's also anti-vax like they're right. like oh you're racist Right. They're like, I'm just anti-vax. Yeah. But, but I mean, it's old. a small... <laughs> like, what? Come on now. It's a smaller no, portion got, of the population, though, right? You got your though, right? religious ones. You got your QAnon ones. You got your uh, your Luddites. Yeah. Right. You, you know, not not literal Luddites, but, you but know. That Luddite then, mentality. And then, you yeah. got, and then you got your sneaker heads who are the ones that are waiting <laughs> for the new one. And, you know, there's a lot of reasons, Jack. It's a diverse community. <laughs> the sneaker heads. The sneakerhead anti-vaxxers. There's rich guys, you know, there's actors. Yeah. <laughs> there's LeBron. But the other thing, this, what's interesting is last week, there was a huge ProPublica investigation into, like, the dating apps and, like, OkCupid, too, about how they are terrible at resolving, like, claims of sexual assault. Oh, that's good. So it's interesting that within a week, it's like the new headline involving them was like, yeah, we're on the vaccine train, man. We'll make sure everybody uh-huh. gets vaccinations. Yeah. We're doing good. Doing Doing great. Doing okay. Don't know. Everything's good. Cool. 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 All right. Let's take a break and we'll be right back and talk Quincy. And we're back. And for uh, people who aren't day ones for Daily Zeitgeist, one of the best things. I think we ever did as a podcast was just <laughs> a story about a Quincy Jones interview. Miles interpreted a bunch of Quincy Jones's statements. Yeah, that was our 80th episode. Wow. And we're at what, a thousand? So if now? you're interested, episode 80, yeah. <laughs> where it was you, me, and Jaquees. That's right. That's yeah. right. All right. So this time he is talking about all the racism he experienced in his career. But, but it's then, a Quincy Jones interview, so like... Yeah, there's just gems. There's questions, and yeah, he answers a couple about how, like, Truman Capote was, like, racist, and, like, he was, like, you know, how when he was fil- scoring films, like, the racism he encountered, because they're like, you hired a Negro, but this film doesn't have Negroes in it. Uh, and like, he's a fucking... Jesus what? Fucking Christ. So, yes. We should I, I just... Think, uh, what, what were some of the things that he covered in the first one that, like... The first one was, like, he, he dated Ivanka. Yeah. What? That she, that she wanted to date him she or something? She wanted to date him. And he would just say all these kinds of out-of-pocket stories and then do these hard pivots. Yes. And it got him in a lot of trouble with his daughters. Like, Kidada and Rashida Jones were like, Dad, the <laughs> fucking interview's a meme now because of the shit <laughs> oh, that you're God. saying. Like, you like Brazilian music is like a meme now when it right. comes to Quincy Jones. Because right. I forget what he said. It's like just something wild. And he's like, anyway, you like Brazilian music? It's like, uh, you just said something about you think you know who killed JFK. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and it was like, because it was the mob. You like Brazilian music? Like, it was like, whoa, yeah. okay. So uh-huh. he, look, my man's damn near 90. So he's he keeps it, he still keeps it really honest. He keeps it funky. Let him Have they ever speak. given a Pulitzer for the subject of an interview? Because I feel like he could. Yeah. Because <laughs> also, you be think one. about how this man's career, like what it spanned, you know, and he like, you know, like worked like I think he wrote Fly Me to the Moon and shit. Had yeah. the first song ever Thriller. played on the moon. Yeah. Like he's he's <laughs> oh, there's on. no one heavier than Quincy Jones. Like when it comes to music, 
that's why a lot of people were upset when Fat Joe was like DJ Khaled is the new Quincy Jones, and people were yeah, like, "Uh, sir, out of here, please. sir, please have every seat and lean <laughs> back out of the the conversation." So, okay, I want to talk about just a few tidbits because these are good. And I'll, the first one, uh, we'll deal with racism, and the rest probably won't. This first question: Did you ever work with Elvis? <laughs> no, I wouldn't work with him. Why not? <laughs> I was writing for uh, orchestra leader Tommy Dorsey. Oh, God, back in the 50s. Uh, and Elvis came in and Tommy said, I don't want to play with him. He was a racist mother. I'm going to I'm going to shut up now. <laughs> but every time I saw Elvis, he was being coached by Otis Blackwell, telling him how to sing. Basically saying like, yeah, this black man was helping Otis or helping Elvis, you know, uh, steal a culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he go another question. What's your secret to recognizing talent? He talks about how he heard Billie Holiday and things. He said, I want a singer that after 15 seconds of hearing them, I know exactly who they are because singers have that kind of identification or not. And I work with all of them. I worked with Billie Holiday at 14. God. (laughs) (laughs) What did you learn from Billie? What did I learn from (laughs) Billie? Oh, my God. Stay away from heroin. (laughs) She could barely get to the stage, man. She could barely walk on the stage. But Bobby Tucker was like my brother. What? the band leader for Billy Holiday, but like he just leaves these answers. Perfect old guy. What'd you learn from Billy Holiday? You said you you treat her like a dare class. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Billy Holiday, man! Don't don't touch that heroin. Um. Okay. He says. Then they go. But I like that Bobby though. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Love love Bobby Tucker like a brother. Uh. Then they talk about you know his mother. He goes on to say he was he was really fine in his solitude because when he was younger, his mother was put into a hospital because she had dementia precox. And that was he he said he had he'd never had a mother since he was seven years old. And he's been searching ever since, I think, Damn. was the quote from that. It's like some um, insightful shit. Then then the interviewer asks, have you ever been in therapy? Hell no. But something like dementia precox, boy, that's tough. Oh, my God. We went out to that uh, Manteno State Hospital when she went in. He's talking about his mom. That first day we went, a patient was up on a chair with a bowl with feces in it. She dutied in it. And she was telling all the patients, you shall have no pie. You shall have no pie. Okay. Thank you. That. Even whether it was the aggressive hell no or this other anecdote, I love again the hell Quincy no. painting a yeah. picture, like saying it's so good that after saying something like really insightful about his own like uh, lifelong search for a mother, uh, the person's like, "Oh, so you've been to therapy?" Hell no, hell no. Like, and then he the says like some like that? problematic stuff, be like, "Yeah, this woman duty in a bowl." You know what I mean? <laughs> shit was wild. Bowl. Like, hold on, Quincy, please, Quincy. Then he goes, this is another quote that's fucking amazing. Um, he talks about, he says, you know, we've got to learn everything about music because it's the most fantastic magical gift. I mean, people cannot live without music or water. You know that? Mm-hmm. Could you live without music? I don't want to. What sign are you? <laughs> the interviewer says, I'm a Leo. <laughs> that's great. I'm Pisces, Leo rising, and a Scorpio moon. Everything I need. <laughs> got me feeling so horny. I've had Leo <laughs> girlfriends. Boy, oh boy, they don't play. Whoa! Who is interviewing him? Uh, I I want to hang out. I want to yeah. hang out with him. Uh, I mean, he's God. just saying that that energy. Seth Abramovich is is, is the one interviewing him. So horny. Then just this one last thing again. You know, like even with he talks about like sort of the he can understand his own experiences with like mental health and how that relates to his mother. He then has a really interesting take about racial. Just racism. So what did you think about all the George Floyd protests last summer? He said, it's been coming a long time, man. People have been turning their heads the other way. Uh, but it's all the same to me. Misogyny, racism. 
You have to be taught how to hate somebody. It doesn't come naturally, I don't think. I don't think so, unless you've been trained. I just think it's such a bad habit. These racists? Oh, my God. Asians? How the hell do you get mad at an Asian girl? <laughs> Quincy. <laughs> What the fuck is you saying, man? <laughs> Shut the fuck up, bro. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's that old school shit. Where, how you gonna get mad at an Asian girl? That's not racism, Quincy. I mean, that's... But, okay. So, the, the interview is also, like, chock full of just... you. Again, you see, he talks about how he wasn't fucking with Donnie Osmond because he, he didn't want people knowing he was working with Donnie Osmond. And when he told it to Oprah, he said he killed the deal. Oh, really? Because, like, I told you not to be telling people we were working Because <laughs> he, was, <laughs> he wasn't so really wack. feeling it that he was working with Donny Osmond. <laughs> <laughs> That's so fucking funny, man. Wow. So, yeah, he's, he's back at it again. The fucking, the man who lit, spans what? At this point, 17 decades, if we're using Andrew Giuliani math. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I still haven't figured out the math on how Andrew Giuliani has been is 30 35 five, but has touched but five has, decades has been in uh politics for five decades even though this is the very first political thing he's ever done i mean it's because we're barely through another decade and he was born on the tail end of one right so he doesn't have to fill you know we went over he's that. had experience in politics <laughs> since three within, what was it? within five decades right <laughs> And his experience started when his dad first started flirting with his mom to have that affair that eventually yes. mm-hmm. led to, right. That's experience. Yeah, I don't know where you come from, but where I come <laughs> from, what what your parents do is uh, also you. Wait, just one other thing. When when he talked about how horny he was about being a squ- like his sign, they said the Browns. Those are some says, horny signs. Do you cons- do you consult an astrologist? He said, I study with John Glenn. The astronaut. (laughs) He said he took me aside and decided to teach me about astrology from an astronaut's point of view. And what he said, yo, that shit's bullshit. I've been up in that fucking, what the fuck you talking about? Worry about astrology. Like, I studied with him and he said that shit is bullshit. I mean, I don't know. I I made that part up. I studied with John Glenn mean I had a conversation uh, with John Glenn. Yeah. Right. Where he was probably like, hey, man, you ever fuck a Scorpio? He's like, time, Quincy. He's like, my man. <laughs> All right, brother. I'll we studied together. I yeah. graduated. Oh yeah, man. We uh we we had a menage with a, a Pan Am uh, flight attendant. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh got me feeling so horny. Got me uh, feeling he's talking about his own I love it though. Leo Rising Scorpio move got me feeling so horny. <laughs> everything I need. Those are some those are some hot signs. I know yeah. Scorpios, Scorpios, I've, I've had some fire relationships with Scorpios. Not always good. Scorpio girlfriends, boy, oh boy, of, they don't play. A lot of They energy. don't play. They don't play. They don't play. <laughs> They'll scratch your eyes out. Gotta be careful. <laughs> Gotta wear eye There's protection passion. like Kurt Rambis. The passion of the Pisces, the narcissism <laughs> of the Leo, and Ooh. the horniness of the Scorp. Ooh, yeah. All in that, one uh, very old man. One old man <laughs> who will regale you with stories about Frank Sinatra's fucking habits. <laughs> Wait, is that in this interview? No, but I just feel time? like, you know. Oh, yeah. Like, I feel like we got to we gotta try and get Quincy to do a podcast and just be like, yo. That's what I'm Quincy, saying. I can't believe his rip. kids want him to stop doing this. Yeah, this in is. In print. This is awesome. Beautiful. And like, and this means that you don't have to sit around and listen to him ramble. 
because right. literally reporters want to do it. So this is the best case and scenario for the child of a very talk. old person. Yes, and, and these are great stories, and we'd love to hear them. In this, I'll sit down. I'll like. I'll be like, yeah, Quincy here, man. Let me smark another blunt. Quincy Jones Scorpio book shit. or <laughs> oral history. <laughs> right. I mean, if somebody's not writing the book with him right now, they're they're making a mistake. The publishing industry is leaving money on the table. I'm sure right. somebody had that idea. It could be anyone because it seems like he trusts any person interviewing. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like it could be fucking anybody. What sign are you? Is the is the screen? Yeah, what sign question. are you? Oh, Sagittarian? Hell no. <laughs> Your head's in the clouds. I can't fuck with you. All right, let's talk about uh, Law and Order SVU. Being a fan might have uh, saved this little girl's life. Um, she was waiting at a bus stop for the school bus, I think, and yeah. uh, playing with blue slime. And someone uh, tried to kidnap her. Here, I'm going to play this news clip because just hearing all of this is just sounds like unreal. So, yes, like Jack was saying, someone attempted to kidnap this 11 year old girl and she fled and they were able to apprehend the attempted kidnapper because of something she, she learned from SVU. It led to the suspect, 11-year-old Alyssa Bonal, who fought off her knife-wielding abductor, had the presence of mind to mark her attacker. She was playing with blue slime when he grabbed her, and she made sure to wipe some of it on him. That trick gave investigators just the evidence they needed. The suspect, when we caught him, had blue slime all over his own arms. She got the idea from her favorite TV show. Me and my mom watched... Um, one order to you and all, and we we'll see what would happen, what what to do. Today, act- so she was saying we watch SVU all the time. I seen on kidnappings, like what to do, and she was just giving it up to SVU for giving her the presence of mind to like leave the attempted attacker with some kind of mark, mark. or something. Un. That's beautiful. Believable. That fucking rules. I don't. Yeah. Or. You know, like I don't. If you're if you're a smart parent, I mean, look, if you were playing with that blue slime, the shit might have been all over your hands anyway. And if you're fighting somebody off, you may be getting it on them by virtue of fighting them off. Now, I'm not trying to tape de dehero-fy this child, but I just know I wouldn't have the fucking presence of mind like that to be like, here we go. I had like I'm I'm like an ink pack on like a stolen bag of cash from a bank, right? And I That's will what mark I was thinking of. the thief. Yeah, every true crime fan is is feeling justified today. They're like, right. See, oh, yeah. it, it works. I know. If I were kidnapped, everybody who loves true crime has thought so many times about what they would do if someone tried to murder them. And uh, and they're prepared. And this right. girl got to got to carry out a plan. And uh, you love to see it. That or like, I feel like in like Taken, when she like calls out, she gives descriptions of the abductors like over the phone like that was that was a moment i saw moving oh that's smart okay taken let me know thanks for that tip <laughs> i'm stupid but I, thanks bro. that was the last moment i was like okay especially Liam, if you Lisa. you've got an open phone line with a guy with a particular set of skills yeah yeah that is important to know instead i'll just go live on ig and hope uh my followers <laughs> know what i'm trying to do yeah but shout, shout out to to that young person yeah, Mariska Hargitay was bigging her up, too. She's like, yo, love to see it. You'd love to see it. She, I mean, the the fighting them off is also pretty, I, I would just stand still and, you know, if somebody came at me with a knife, she was immediately just, like, hitting him with her backpack. Yeah, I mean, she got to fucking learn how to fight 
freaky motherfuckers off as a kid in Orlando. You know, like, don't fucking leave with strangers and shit. Yeah, yeah. Even as an adult, my friend had a, a girl try to attack her with a knife. She put her hand in front of her face and that the knife went all the way through her hand. Oh, and, uh, oh my but it God. but it kept it from going in her face. Right. Oof. Damn. Hand in front of the face. Good to know. See, now this podcast might be saving some people's lives. Shout out Kat Ramzinski, tough motherfucker. Yeah. Let's talk about somebody who is kind of the opposite of of that uh, resilient young woman. They are somebody who spent $75 on a candle uh, because the candle promises to smell like Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina and then lit it and the candle started hissing spitting wax all over the place and exploded. So yeah, sounds like Gwyneth Paltrow. Sounds like a fun night. Yeah. Sounds like Gwyneth Paltrow. Uh but yeah, this is we we talked last year when this was dropped. I mean, we did exactly what they wanted people to do, which is talk about the silly thing that they did, which is releasing a candle called This Smells Like My Vagina. It smells like sandalwood and rosewood and other scents woods other woods but Is yeah there, was was there like a like a vibe inspiration guide to say like why it's these like how is is she saying that her vagina smells like sandalwood i believe so yeah they're like biological man see this is i know freaky people were like how are you gonna do that how gonna make <laughs> well, a what does it smell what like does that? it actually smell like i think it's just like a very ple- it's like has probably has nothing you would no one would walk in a room and be like what Woo! the fuck y'all doing in what's here what's been happening in here yeah, yeah. it's going uh, to rather through? be like oh this is yeah. very relaxing uh these wooded herbaceous scents are wonderful i don't know what an aggressive candle name <laughs> yeah very aggressive very uh had the desired effect it's people have spent 75 dollars on it it is a Ten and a half ounce candle, and after burning for an estimated three hours or less, in this case, the candle became engulfed in high flames and exploded soon after, uh, and the room was filled with smoke. How do you do that? Is it like a? How does a candle explode? Because they're saying uh, they're probably being like, "Yo, this dude's lying. Our candles don't explode." I've definitely had candles that where the flame got real high, like it was too big a flame, and I could see mm. that like setting the whole top of the candle on fire at which point if it's in a jar i could see something something happening basically becomes an oil fire in a jar right exactly which can Uh, explode the jar goop is calling the lawsuit a frivolous uh, lawsuit that's attempting to exploit the attention of a quote press heavy product which well whose fault is that yeah as if that wasn't (laughs) like the entire premise of this thing but this isn't there's reason to believe this might not be entirely made up. Uh, in January, a UK writer penned an essay in The Guardian about how the her goop vagina candle exploded with bits of molten wax flying out as it fizzed and spat, uh, fizzled and spat, which actually, like, that makes me, for the first time, interested in this candle, but yeah. This is, like, such old technology. We know how to <laughs> <Right>? make candles. <laughs> yeah. Since the days of whaling, we've had a pretty good grip on uh, yeah. on this I whole thing. I thought we had figured thing. out the whole burning wick in fat thing. Yeah, yeah. Our our ancestors would be like, "We gave y'all tallow for this." 
vagina-scented like, disasters. There's, there's a lot of things that can go wrong with a candle, but it's really easy to make one that doesn't explode. And they're so expensive. Yeah. They, they cost sue. $75. They uh, explode, and they also, uh, according to their the directions that come with them, are only meant to be lit for two hours. No more than two hours. Wh- which, wait, what? Yeah, you got it. Only two hours, dude. Who Come got on, a candle timer? What kind of irresponsible <laughs> candle user leaves their candle lit for more than two hours? Come on. What the fuck? That's the whole point. That's right. Why they you buy the set it, forget it. What the fuck? It's like $35 an hour to burn <laughs> this candle. Yeah, <laughs> right. 70 and also for 75, like you might as well just you dive into them luxury French candles. If you're going to drop that kind of coin on a fucking thing, I keep it. Look, I, I like the Yankee candle shit with the wood wick. It's affordable and it keeps my house smelling like a like a school administrator's home. But um, <laughs> yeah, I think like, yeah, the fancy dip teak ones. Those are fucking really two bros by dip teak. Oh, Ooh. my. That's when you know you somebody with money. <laughs> um, dip teak over here. Mm-hmm. What what's your uh, Yankee candle scent, Miles? Uh, right now I got um. Actually, I have an old holiday Tricar. one on my desk. So this is crimson berries. This oh, one, okay. this one will smell like you know, like a a white person's house on Christmas. Nice. Mm-hmm. And I got it because you know, having not white parents, I never had real tradition. Like there was never like mulling spices. You know what I mean. Like, you know, you go to someone's house where, like, they do fucking Christmas, like, with all the fucking right. every sense is engaged and shit. Mm-hmm. I never had that shit. I literally had, like, a Festivus pole, <laughs> like, with a couple lights my mom put on Did a, you really? a couple times. Yeah, yeah. Because after a while, my parents were only doing it for me. They're like, do you want a tree? And, like, when I was really little, I was like, sure. Then I was like, look, bro, we don't fuck with Jesus in this house or Santa, so I don't need the tree as long as there's gifts on come the morning then we're good <laughs> and that was like a a you know sort of a compromise we reached so the but my mom felt bad so she would put like lights on this one lamp um, in the living room. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome so all of that to say is now the pendulum is swinging so hard in the other direction where her majesty is like you are have like these basic tendencies with christmas things i'm like because i'm making up for a version of Americana I did not experience. Right. Like I don't I don't even know what mulling spices are, but uh the yeah. spices you think about, you know, yeah. you mull right. over them. Yeah. Got it. Makes Chris Mullins, mulling spices, you'd love them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sorry June, it's been a pleasure having you as always. It's been a pleasure being here as always. Where can people find you and follow you? You can follow me on Instagram at corpseflower, F-L-O-U-R. And uh, you can follow me on TikTok, U underscore tube underscore channel. Uh, <laughs> that's uh, where I am online. Dude, you. <laughs> you wait, what, wait, what's your TikTok channel. handle? U underscore tube underscore channel. <laughs> but U is Y-O-U? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so it is like YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I tried to get YouTube channel straight, but I think somebody took it. Ah, uh, someone beat you to it. Yeah, That's my but it's still, it's still pretty good. Handle. I That's got some so chick good. chick videos on there. Got some videos nice. of baby chicks. That's it's nice. I got some plant videos. You know, it's nothing crazy. I'm I've been I've been really uh it's been a it's been a a year at home. You know, yeah, yeah I'm yeah. starting to starting to come out. I'm not really one of those. Going going right to Disneyland types. I'm I'm really starting to come out of it right now. 
I'll say your chickens have entered the consciousness over here because uh, I know uh, you have we have an upcoming show with Anna Saragina and Kyle Mazzono, Truth Hounds. And yeah. I believe they were over at your crib for a little yeah. bit of an episode. People we're, we're we're guys, we have a new show coming out. We'll it's let you so know. It's so good. It's going to be Y'all so are putting good. out Truth Hounds? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's yeah. great. Truth that's Hounds great. is so good. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, they uh they helped me out. Yeah. So anyway, all that to say is I was just they thinking about your chickens proof. again. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm glad to hear they're doing well. They're doing well. I'm doing well and uh yeah, I'm it's Really nice to be, hey, you know what? It's really fucking nice to be vaccinated. It is mm-hmm. great. I'm going to come out. If you haven't been vaccinated, do it. Feels good. It yeah. feels, feels good. good. Mm. Looks good. Feels good. Has there been anything with uh, people when they hit the two week window, have it like feeling tired or like feeling, oh. feeling like really like Scorpio rising horny? Like, mm. uh, <laughs> I I, I got sorry. First you said like, tired, then you said horny. So I, I don't know what you're asking. No, real real tired. Like <laughs> I, I felt like real you knocked feel down tired last or night. Horny? Like I was uh, like, fatigued with a priapism. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't heard of anything like that. Yeah. Um but seems but too I, you perfectly know, timed. It's not you like could just be. Fucking, yeah, I could just you be. Could just be on your. You uh, could just be on yeah. your like. You know, men don't have menstrual periods, but they do have hormone cycles. We do. So you could just be at a certain point of your hormone cycle. That's true. That's mm-hmm. very likely. Uh, it's nice to be a girl because then you get to be like, it's probably PMS. <laughs> What's men, going on? I'm tired. Like it's so it's out PMS. of touch with our bodies. It's fucking always PMS. Like, Dude, I'm, I'm a fucking gangster, homie. I got GMS. <laughs> <laughs> got GPS. You know what I got? GAS. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> and sorry, June, is there a tweet? That you've been enjoying a tweet or some other work of social media, perhaps there is. Um, there's a a nice tweet by uh, Michael Pilochik, I think. It's a shame Robert Altman missed the pandemic. The man loved long, boring zooms. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's good. It's a good tweet. Hey, get oh, your film man. degrees out because that's when I brainstorm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> There's another one. I do want to give you this other one because it's also very good. This is from Justin Bulldoggy at Justin Bulldoggy. I happened to be walking by when they were filming the finale of Frasier and I met Kelsey Grammer and it was the first day of 10th grade and all I had in my pocket was my school schedule and I had him sign it and he said, what is this for school? I hated school. See ya and left. LOL. <laughs> that really happened? That fucking rules. Uh, Miles, where can people find you? What's a tweet you've been enjoying? Twitter, Instagram, Miles of Gray. Find me there. Also, the other show, 420 Day Fiance. Check out that pod. Some tweets that I like. Fuck. It's really just, it's just more Knives Out 2 shit that I like. <laughs> because everybody, everybody's in motherfucking Knives Out 2. Coming for Knives Out 2. And then this one is from Saraya Blue, at Sarayu Blue. <laughs> said, starting to think I'm not in Knives Out 2. Because <laughs> 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 they... <laughs> Everybody's in Knives Out too. I love it. A tweet I was enjoying is just from uh, Shiro Hero 666, Shireen Lani Yunus. Uh, she just said PSA from Mama and put a picture from of a text from Mama that said, unclench your jaw, please, now. <laughs> Which is oh, such good <laughs> advice and so aggressive. <laughs> like, <laughs> now. Like, she knew she wasn't going to get her with the first one. 
you can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes. Footnotes. We link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as a song that we recommend you go listen to to start your week. Miles, what is that recommendation? It is from McGee or McG. It's MK.GEE. We've gone out on a track before, back in fucking three years ago, based on the archives I was looking at. In 2018, we did a track called You. Uh, But this track is called CZ. Like, you know, when you have those off diamonds, cubic zirconias. But CZ by McG. And this is just a great track. Again, it feels very soulful but modern with its like little bits of electronic production but like great rhythm mm. section. So mm. this is I mean this is for this is a little something for everybody. So check this one out. McG with CZ. Not to be confused with the McG who directed who my favorite movie Charlie's Angels films. Yeah, yes. my favorite movie Charlie's Angels. Wait, what was that Fox show he had? Remember he had that one Fox show that was like off the heels of that and everyone's like, "Yo, this show fucking sucks." <laughs> he never he just kept getting shots after shot after shot. Yeah. Shot, name, like, shot, McGee, shot, how can shot, you say no shot. to him? I know. Yeah. Well, the Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That is going to do it for us this morning. We're back this afternoon to tell you what's trending. And we'll talk to you all then. Bye. Bye. Bye.